0: In our last episode, we were talking about the book Wild Things by Stephen James and David Thomas, and there was just so much amazing information in that book that we decided to split it into two episodes. So this is part two of our discussion on Wild Things. Welcome to episode 36 of Redeeming the Chaos with Laurie Christine. Hey, Mama, does your life feel a bit chaotic right now? Are you overwhelmed by the responsibility to raise those little boys God has given you? Do you want to raise strong, courageous young men who are fully committed to following Jesus? In all the chaos of raising boys, we recognize that Christ is the only one who can redeem the chaos in our world, our homes, and our own hearts. I know that I can't do this alone. I desperately need God to give me strength every step of this journey. But guess what? I also need you. I would love for you to join me on this wild, wonderful, chaotic adventure of raising courageous boys and connecting their hearts to Christ. As I mentioned in the introduction, we are talking about the book, Wild Things, by Stephen James and David Thomas. Last time, we talked about the explorer stage and the lover stage, and today, we are going to finish up with the individual, the wanderer, and the warrior stages. So the third stage of development in our boys is called the individual, and he is between the ages of 9 and 12. So during this stage, boys are beginning their transition from boyhood to adolescence, So who he is during this stage, he is searching, evolving, experimenting, and criticizing. Searching. He is trying to figure out what it means to be a man. He's searching for masculinity. Often emotional isolation is common during this age and feelings like sadness, hurt, fear, and loneliness all are expressed as anger. He often wants more alone time, and he starts to withdraw from mom a little bit during this stage. The second characteristic of who he is, he is evolving. His emotions are changing. Probably the bodily changes have not become too visible just yet, but inwardly, he is starting to change. They are more hormonal, emotional, and psychological changes that are taking place right now. He's beginning to have surges of testosterone that are 10 to 20 times greater than girls at this age. So it is important to start educating our boys during this stage about the upcoming changes that are going to be taking place in their bodies. The third characteristic of boys during the individual stage is that they are experimenting. He wants to stand out from his peers and he begins to separate out from his parents. He might experiment with smoking, alcohol, drugs, lying, pornography, sexual identity, profane language, and breaking the rules. It's important for boys to receive firm consequences during this stage with this type of experimentation. As parents, we need to communicate that this behavior will not be tolerated and will only lead to negative results later in life. The fourth characteristic of boys during this stage is criticizing. They're often critical of themselves, their parents, their siblings, and their peers. So what does he need? What does he need from us as parents? He needs, number one, he needs supervision. During this age, parents must increase observation of his grades, his hobbies, his friends, his moods, especially as he starts experimenting and separating out from his parents a little bit. We need to be extra vigilant to make sure that he is heading in the right direction. So pay attention for a drop in grades, loss of interest in hobbies, things like that. And don't hesitate to offer help if you see any warning signs of trouble. Boys in the individual stage need to know the rules of your household, and they need to learn to live within healthy boundaries. You definitely should be snooping and spying during this stage. Look through his backpack and bedroom. Monitor emails, texts, social media, web access, or better yet, delay access to those things as long as possible. Make sure that you check in with the parents of his friends. Make sure that there's supervision whenever he's at a friend's house and just let him know the rules ahead of time and warn him that you will be checking up on him. So you might be thinking, well, goodness, isn't that an invasion of his privacy? No. When he is living in your household, you get to monitor and you get to control what comes in and out of your household, whether that's through the internet or otherwise. So in order to keep your son safe, it is important to be snooping around and spying in those certain areas. Now, um, they do recommend in the book to not go through his journal if he has one. He does need some space to be able to express his thoughts and feelings. So unless you are worried or concerned that he is doing something illegal or harming to himself or to others, just allow his journal to be, to be his private space for him. The second thing he needs is information. He wants accurate information, not sugar-coated. So when you're encouraging him, be sincere. Don't just try to boost his self-esteem because he'll know if you're not being sincere. He also needs education on physical and emotional changes that he is going to be facing. He needs to be educated about what's going to be happening in his body, what physical changes are going to be taking place. He needs to be educated about his sexuality. This should be an ongoing open discussion and not just one conversation about the birds and the bees. So if this is something that is awkward for you or that you feel uncomfortable doing, there are lots of resources available that can help you talk to your boys about some of these issues that deal with sex and pornography and things like that. So the third thing that our boys need from us during the individual stage is involvement. Parents are still the primary authority in a boy's life at this age, even if he acts like he doesn't need you. So it is important that we provide strong parental supervision and involvement in his life. It's important to have family nights, spend time together as a family, spend more intentional time with dad and Also, make sure that you have a a clear communication line with the parents of his friends. So if your son is going over to a friend's house, make sure that you know that a parent is going to be there to supervise, make sure that they don't have free access to the internet, things like that. Um, Studies have shown that most boys have their first exposure to pornography during this stage, and it often happens at a friend's house. So I don't say that to scare you, but to just make you aware of the facts and so that you can prepare your sons ahead of time and so that you can communicate with the parents of of your son's friends. The fourth thing that he needs as an individual is outlets. He needs outlets for testing his identity. During this time, these boys are pulling away from parents. They're trying to figure out who they are as a person. What are they going to be like as a man? Um, It's important to allow your kids to get involved with sports, extracurricular activities, Boy Scouts, youth group, things like that. Boys also need outlets of wide open spaces to run and to be physical. They need involvement in family activities. Some ideas of activities that will help your boys to release some of that pent up energy is paintball, flag football, frisbee, whitewater rafting, ropes courses, rock climbing, and things like that. If you can get your boys outside, do it as much as possible because the outdoors just has a certain spiritual quality to it that just makes us in awe of God. And there's a certain humility that comes from just experiencing the laws of nature. And then lastly, is another outlet for our boys during this stage. It's it's a great idea to get involved in outreach or service. We can help our boys develop a sense of self, and it really helps them to think outside of themselves. It helps them not to be so self-focused during this age. So, some practical tips for the individual. Be intentional with your summers. Take your kids on camping trips. Let them go to summer camp. Give them opportunities to take risks, both physically, emotionally, and spiritually. The second tip is to keep the dialogue going about sex and drugs and alcohol. Don't let it just be a one-time thing, but make sure you have an open discussion with your boys. The third tip is to engage with him. Plan a father-son retreat day. Be intentional moms about taking your boys out on dates. Um, summer is a great time to do that or after school or on the weekends and things like that. The next tip is don't follow the crowd. Just because all of your son's friends have cell phones doesn't mean you have to buy a cell phone for your son. And then the last tip is to keep him active. Don't let him become obsessed with media or video games. Don't spend more time watching sports than actually playing sports. Don't spend more time on social media than with real life friends, and don't spend more time on video games than playing outside. So that brings us to the end of the individual stage, which is ages 9 to 12. The fourth stage in our boys' development is the wanderer, and this is ages 13 to 17, those dreaded teen years. So The authors of the book Wild Things suggest three things to get you through this stage. You're going to need prayer, the ability to laugh, and a lot of chocolate. So they say that your son becomes the worst version of himself during these years. So he's going to need a lot of grace and understanding and patience from you. A quote from Wild Things says, It's the invasion of the body snatchers stage in which the tender, funny, resilient, happy-go-lucky little guy you once knew is stolen in the night and replaced with an angry, argumentative, sullen, contemptuous, grumpy clone. So this doesn't sound very encouraging, and I know that there are, of course, exceptions to the rules, and some of you listening might be saying, well, my teenage boys are just amazing and they're so much fun, and and I certainly hope that that is true, but I do think in general there is something that happens with, with our boys during these teenage years. So who he is, he's characterized by willful independence and self-centeredness. He's often going back and forth between wanting parents to be involved versus wanting us to leave them alone. He's really just caught in between childhood and manhood and going through this transition stage. He's asking two questions that he needs to have answered during this stage. He's asking, am I loved? And can I get my own way? So he is defined, who he is, he's defined by physiological chaos, arrogance, individuation, and argumentativeness. So number one, physiological chaos. The chemical reactions in his body during this time are just going off like fireworks. Um, The testosterone, serotonin, all of the things causing acne, mood swings, hair growth, voice changes, and all of the things associated with puberty and adolescence. He will often be fidgety and impulsive during this time. And this is caused by the need for a release of testosterone in his brain. So... Allowing boys to move around and be physical um, during this stage is really important. Boys often will start to masturbate a lot during this age, and it is important for fathers to talk with their sons about this topic. And I know it's not always a comfortable topic for men to talk about, but often masturbation goes right along with pornography. And we need to be diligent, and we, we can't be afraid to ask tough questions and educate ourselves in this topic. It's our responsibility as parents to monitor and control what comes into our household. So as I said before, we need to have ongoing discussions about sex and pornography and things like that during this stage. So if this feels really awkward, like I said, get some educational books on how to teach your kids about sex and the dangers of pornography, have the courage to talk to your kids. And if you need help in this area, maybe dealing with some of your own issues, It's important to get some counseling and get some help to deal with this issue so that you can be healthy and teach your boys and give them a healthy view of of sex and marriage. So the second quality of our boys during this stage is arrogance. The wanderer's attitude is a mixture of arrogance, bravado, and cluelessness. Boys often border on narcissism during this stage. Uh, They often appear cocky and confident, full of themselves, but... In reality, they're actually confused and fearful and insecure. They sometimes appear to be walking contradictions. They really want their parents to be close, yet at the same time, they push them away as soon as they get close to them. The third quality of the wanderer is individuation. He wants to form his own identity Apart from his parents, he needs autonomy, responsibility, and opportunities to figure out who he is apart from his parents. So he's working really hard to become his own man. He's trying to piece together his own masculinity during this time, and he's trying to find his own identity. Sometimes our boys during this stage will try on different identities by conforming to their peer groups. And their peer groups now have become the primary influence in their lives while parents begin to take on a supporting role. This may sound a little bit scary to you moms that you will no longer have as big of an influence in your kids' lives. So I would encourage you now, if you don't have teenagers yet, to help your kids in choosing friends wisely when they're young. Get involved with the youth group at your church, a scout troop, Different things like that, where they can build healthy, godly relationships that will hopefully last into their teenage years. Wanderers definitely still need structure and support in the household. So, just some suggested rules for the wanderer would be to have significant responsibilities and chores around the house. They should be learning to do laundry, they should be mowing the yard, they should be taking out the trash things like that. Another rule to follow would be that they must tell their parents where they're going and who they will be with. They must speak respectfully to parents and others, and they must have a a curfew that is enforced. The last characteristic of the wanderer is argumentative. Often arguing is a way of separating out from parents. Boys believe that having different ideas from their parents will give them a distinct personality. So sometimes they'll just argue for the sake of arguing. So just be aware that this arguing is often part of a boy's development. You can coach your son in the art of negotiation and delivery and teach him how to communicate without having a bad attitude. So some of the things that the wanderer needs during this stage. Number one, he needs other voices. It is crucial to have other adult input other than the parents during this age. Think youth leaders, coaches, scoutmasters, teachers, counselors, grandfathers, uncles, etc. Youth group attendance for wanderers should not be optional. It is so important for them to have those other voices from godly men at church pouring into their lives. My family has decided to go to church on Wednesday nights when our kids are young. They have a, a kids program on Wednesday nights. And there have been times when It would have been easier to just stay home, not have something else another night of the week, but we just want to build into our kids the habit of going to church on Wednesday nights while they're young so that as they get older and get into junior high and high school, that it's just, this is what we do. Our family goes to church on Wednesday nights. You will be part of the youth group. You will get involved in student ministries. You will go on mission trips. So we are just building that habit into our kids now while they are young. The second thing that the wanderer needs is outlets. And this is similar to some of the other stages, but he, again, needs physical activity, but not necessarily competitive activity. So sports can be a good outlet for the release of energy, but they shouldn't be the only outlet. The authors of Wild Things state, the competitive nature of sports can actually make things worse because testosterone levels are elevated during intense competition. If competitive sports are a boy's only outlet for the release of pent-up energy, he's actually just pouring gasoline on the fire. So some other ideas for outlets might be woodworking, playing in a rock band, kayaking, weightlifting, rock climbing, biking, martial arts, and other activities like that. The third thing that the wanderer needs from us as parents is understanding. He wants to wander away and come home at the same time. And we as adults need to act like adults. Don't take things personally. Learn to laugh off some of his intensity. But of course, don't ever laugh at him. And lastly, if you mess up, be the adult and be the first to ask for forgiveness from your son. He needs your love, mercy, kindness, forgiveness, patience, compassion, and grace more than ever during this time. He needs us to pray for him, pray for his development, pray for his spiritual growth, his walk with the Lord, and pray for yourself too that you will be full of mercy and kindness and patience with him because you will definitely need it. Try to be intentional about delighting in your son. Think about All of the things that you love about him. Try to make a list of his character qualities that that you admire in him and show interest in who he is becoming. Get to know his interests. Ask him what he likes to do. Find out what his favorite movies and favorite books are, things like that. Our boys need us to understand that life is confusing for them and complicated. And they need us to be empathetic and compassionate towards them. They need us to respect them. They need us to engage in their world, respect their interest, watch stupid movies with him, and validate his opinions. And then the fourth thing that our boys need at this stage is boundaries. Boys crave structure and despise it all at the same time. They need boundaries during this time of their lives, even if they push against them. They need a steady, consistent, non-emotional response from parents. And we just need to keep restating the boundaries whenever they push against it. So a few practical tips for the Wanderers. Number one, enter into his world. Involve yourself in his outlets and his interests, but don't cling, nag, or pester him for affection or attention. Number two, commiserate with him. Let him know that you understand the mess that he's in and show that you know how difficult and painful these teenage years can be. He desperately needs compassion and understanding from us during this time. Number three, don't panic, don't freak out if he starts to question his faith during this stage. Often struggling through tough questions can actually strengthen a boy's faith. Number four is affirm him, look for and create opportunities to tell him what you love and respect about him. Number five, feed him. Connect over food. The way to a boy's heart is through his stomach. Take him out to eat to his favorite restaurant just to hang out and have fun and not to lecture him. Tip number six is to make him get a job, maybe after school or on weekends or for sure over the summer. Tip seven is to go out on regular dates with him. Do something fun together. All right, we have finally reached the final stage of development in our boys and this is the warrior ages 18 to 22. Our boys have finally made it through adolescence and we can see the light at the end of the tunnel. So during this stage, it is time to get ready to send them out into the world. If we have done our job, he will be ready to be sent out. Now we can't go to battle for him. He needs to fight on his own. And we call them warriors during this stage because we are sending our boys into the battlefield of adulthood. They're full of promise, purpose, insight, and innocence during this stage. So who they are, they are finishing, reflective, searching, and romantic and ambivalent. So finishing, adolescence for boys actually ends around ages 23 to 24, which is much later than for girls. So at this stage, their physical development is mostly complete. Um, The biological tsunami is finally winding down And they are becoming more reasonable, analytical, and focused on their goals in life. He wants to become a man. He's really focusing on what it means to be a man and to make his way into manhood. He does still have room, though, for emotional, psychological, and spiritual growth. The second characteristic of the warrior is that he is reflective. Now he realizes that the world is not just black and white. He has the ability to think more abstractly, and he starts to think about things like family, politics, culture, faith, and romance. He starts to ask deep questions about identity, core values, and he is craving masculinity. He's also searching. The third quality is that he is searching. He is searching for the next steps in life. He feels an urgency about being a man. He's searching for context to express his passion and pursue his interests. He's also searching for a mentor or a guide who is not his father. And he's asking these questions. What does it mean for me to be a man? What do I want to do with my life? What is life all about? And do I have what it takes? There is a lot at stake during this stage of development, because if he can't succeed as a warrior, if his questions aren't answered, then he will stumble and suffer consequences for many years. He will go into adulthood feeling lost, unfulfilled, or bored, and he will feel incompetent and disconnected. So it's really important for us as parents to guide our sons through this stage of life and help them to launch successfully into manhood. The fourth quality that describes the Warriors is that he's romantic. He's beginning his search for a wife at this stage of life. He's becoming more involved in romantic relationships. He might even fall in love and get married during this time. He decides whether women are to be loved or to be consumed, and he learns the importance of self-sacrifice. The fifth quality of the Warriors is he is ambivalent. He has contrasting emotions, joy and sadness, fear and excitement, uncertainty and confidence. He has grief about leaving home, yet he's excited for the future. He's full of strength and bravado, yet he's also feeling lonely and filled with longing. So what does he need? What does he need from us as parents during this time? First of all, he needs freedom. He needs the freedom to leave, even if it makes us very sad. He needs our confidence that he is ready to go out into the world, even if we think he's not quite ready yet. He needs to be celebrated. We've talked several times about the importance of celebrating our son's transition into manhood, and I will have links to some additional episodes about that in the show notes. During this time, parents should reduce physical, emotional, and financial support in order to prepare their sons to enter adulthood. As parents, we need to be careful not to hover over our kids their entire lives. We need to allow our kids to fail when they are younger so that they have experienced failure and know what to do when they are older. If parents haven't let their son fail by the time he's a warrior, they're going to have to let him fail now. By this stage, boys should be washing their own clothes, cooking their own meals, scheduling doctor's appointments, going grocery shopping, and managing their own finances. The third thing that boys need during this stage from parents is blessing. A warrior needs to experience our blessing and celebration of his becoming a man. I have talked on the podcast before about manhood ceremonies and the importance of rites of passage and the importance of a path to manhood. And I have links in the show notes to a couple of those episodes. One of them is how to guide your son on his journey to manhood. And the other episode is how to plan manhood ceremonies. So you want to celebrate who he is and who he is becoming. Recognize and affirm him by using rites of passage and rituals. The fourth thing that the warrior needs from you is patience. Don't rush the process of growing up. You are almost at the end of the journey, but be patient through the last leg of his development into manhood. Understand that he is grieving losses as he transitions into manhood. He's leaving boyhood behind and he is entering into adulthood. Give him space to ask questions and then listen to him. A good motto is less advice and more empowerment during this time. The last thing our boys need during the warrior stage is transitional parents. Our boys need mentors who serve as almost second or third parents for them. It's important for us not to be jealous when our boys rely more on the influence of other trusted advisors more than they do on us as parents. These mentors can play a really crucial role in helping your son transition into manhood. So here are some practical tips for the warrior, for parenting the warrior. Number one, don't squash his dreams, even if they seem impractical to you. He has more ambition than experience right now at this stage of life, and it's more helpful to blow wind into his sails than to clip his wings. Tip number two, let him overload. Don't rescue him when he takes on too much responsibility as he inevitably will with his extra ambition. He needs to be able to learn from his own mistakes. Tip number three, review family rules, but also allow him to give feedback and negotiate why those rules may need to change at this time. Tip number four, if he has a girlfriend, welcome her with open arms. Don't freak out. Don't judge her. Your acceptance of her is also acceptance of him. But at the same time, don't be too enthusiastic, like making wedding plans, picking out colors for the nursery, that kind of thing. Tip number five, do your homework. Find out what movies or books he likes and talk about them together. Number six, initiate him into manhood. Plan a series of manhood ceremonies and rites of passage to celebrate his journey to becoming a man. Tip number seven, get him off the sofa. If he's too lazy to get off the sofa and out of the house, Maybe you've made life a little too easy or convenient for him. And then number eight, keep the door open. Be a safe person for him to come and talk to about controversial topics. If you are judgmental or over-controlling in this area, then he's not going to want to come home and he's not going to be open to talking to you. Okay, we made it through the five stages of manhood. And I hope that those were super helpful for you guys today. And I would recommend that you go and purchase your own copy of the book. I only covered the first five chapters of the book, Wild Things. And there is so much more excellent information talking about the mind of a boy, a boy's brain, learning styles, how to nurture a boy's heart. And then there's a specific chapter that talks about a boy and his mom and another chapter that talks about a boy and his father. And then there's another chapter that talks about rituals and ceremonies and rites of passage and things like that. So, so many great topics. And as I said, just a reminder, join us in the next episode of Redeeming the Chaos, where I interview the author of Wild Things, David Thomas. And we are going to talk specifically about what boys need from their moms at each stage of development. I would also like to tell you about a special gift I have for each of you this Christmas. My free ebook, The Night the Angels Got Lost, is a captivating three-part family devotional for kids ages 6 to 10. It retells a familiar story through the first-hand experience of a young shepherdess. Connect with your kids on a deeper level this Christmas as you join young Abigail on the hills outside of Bethlehem. Enjoy a cup of cocoa and snuggle by the fireplace using this resource to inspire imagination and encourage thoughtful discussion as a family. Capture your children's attention and connect with their hearts as together you celebrate the arrival of the promised child. You can find a link to this free ebook, The Night the Angels Got Lost, in the show notes, or you can go to christmasstory.faith to download your free copy of the book. Hey, mama, real quick before you go. I need your help to spread the word about my podcast. I want as many boy moms as possible to benefit from the information in this podcast. Can you think of two friends or family members that would benefit from this episode? If so, would you mind sharing a link with them? It would really help out the show, and I would be super grateful. Thank you so much for joining me today for episode 36 of Redeeming the Chaos with Laurie Christine. If you would like to read a blog version of this episode or download free resources that will help you raise courageous boys, go to redeemingthechaos.com.